The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends, and earn Unicorns through successful bets, or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program, where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Walter C80's Fedchuk, and welcome to our favorite time of the year. Welcome to the 2017 EULCS Summer Split Team by Team Previews. I am stoked because that means we're done with an awful, awful midseason tournament that I absolutely hate. Just want to hammer that point home again. Uh, I mean, well, technically, this is coming out probably before the finals between SKT and and uh, and yeah, we we are we are time travelers, and and we traveled forward in time uh, to record this episode. We didn't record it before any of the semifinals were played at all, so our opinions <laughs> might uh, might or might not change depending on the outcome. And when I say we, I of course mean your second favorite co-host on the Rough Drafts podcast, Mr. Chase. Redshirt King Wassenaar. Chase, how are we doing on this lovely, lovely morning? You know, I, I'm doing well. I'm doing about as well as G2 should be feeling right now. You know, this is a team that we had this narrative about them struggling in international events, and it was completely deserved. And I'm not going to say that MSI was a complete win across the board, but at least so far, they've done more than enough to get to, you know, the semifinals. And Depending on how that series worked out, I'm probably feeling okay. I'm not expecting them to beat World Elite. You know, it's it's going to work out for them, I think. I, I think that there are a lot of pieces with this team that are coming together overall, and the things that they can fix are, are things that I think are fixable if they spend a lot of time heading into summer really thinking about it. The question is going to be whether anyone pushes them to actually change these things, because as we've seen... They got away with a lot in regional play that has now come back to haunt them a bit in international play. I, I will say that even though the Unicorns of Love in the finals, it was a 3-1, two of the losses were closer than they were last year. And two of the losses were closer than it was at the beginning of the split. So I think some teams here are, are getting close to that. Uh like we did in the spring, uh, we're going to go through the roster real quick. The roster is the exact same, uh, so we expect, unless they make some really, really weird change between now and Tuesday, which is the official roster lock, but this is the roster we're going with. It's Expect in the top lane, Trick in the jungle, Perks in the mid lane, Zven and Mithy in your bot lane, head coached, of course, by Young Buck, and there's Weldon Green in there. 
to doing who knows what. <laughs> so Chase, uh, let's let's just go real quickly about their performance from last split. What what did you think about it? What surprised you, if anything, did? Well, I, I mean, I guess the the number one thing that stands out is how unsurprising all of that really was. <laughs> Look, G two went the entire summer split without dropping a series. They did have a couple ties because we did best of twos, which were silly, but we did it. And now they just kind of steamrolled over most of the league. Uh, you know, Rockat surprisingly was able to give them a little bit of trouble, I think because they threw out these weird compositions that G2 maybe wasn't expecting at the time. But when G2 is allowed to be G2, it's very difficult to beat them. They have a very good understanding of that 20 to 40 minute decision making. So you really have to take it to them very early if you're going to stop them. And mechanically, that's always going to be difficult to do because these players are talented. Expect has really developed over the course of the last year. I love seeing the growth from him and the kind of player that he is now. I think he's a key contributor to that team. Uh, one of the guys at MSI who probably uh, it excited me the most, I would say, from G2. And you got, I mean, Sven obviously is a great AD carry. He's going to hold down that lane. Perks has a lot of great moments depending on the meta. He might be one of the best players in the mid lane position in Europe. He did get first team all pro this split. So, you know, I, I just, all these pieces are coming together quite well for them. And they've continued to gel. And unlike a team like, say, CLG, where we talk about, yeah, not making any moves can sometimes stagnate things. This is a team that I feel is still developing a lot of those strategies and those synergies. I think that they're very aware of the flaws that they've had in their decision-making, and they do seem to be working on them. I think, unfortunately, they've spent a lot of time in the mid-to-late game and not enough time <laughs> on the early game. But that's something they can fix if they choose to do it. It'll be interesting to see. I will say, like, last summer, they were really, really good at the early game and were kind of mediocre at the mid to late game. So, so now what they need to do is they need to look at what they did last summer and what they're doing this spring, and they need to mix it together. And if they take, like, 80% of each, they're just going to be uh, a much scarier team. The other mm -hmm. thing with G2 is it's, it's really weird. You can argue every one of their players at being the best player at their position in the region. You can make an argument. I Mithy? think for every single one of the. I think you nah, can argue. I think you can argue Mithy into being the best support in in Europe. I think you can make an argument. The, now, granted, the spring <laughs> probably doesn't help, but I mean overall, over over the body of their work over the last you know year and a half, Mithy's probably been better than most of the other supports in Europe. Okay. No. If you say so. I mean, Disagree. I I think Mithy, if you took spring and summer combined, was probably like third, maybe. I've got other guys that I like more than Mithy. Mithy's positioning has problems. And that's something where if you're going to look at the little things that could come back to haunt him, Mithy had a lot of problems in the spring split, finding his openings, making the roams work out. He got caught out trying to secure early vision more often than he was able to necessarily get the warding that you would like. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's not to say that he didn't do some good things. He's still very good in lane. I think that that's going to continue to be the case. He and Sven have great synergy with each other uh, in, in games where they didn't ask him to do too much on that movement perspective. He did quite well. Um, but that's still a flaw. And I think that, in general, Mithy needs to prove that his champion pool is going to be able to keep up. He's a lot better on the whoa, melee Whoa, okay, he's, okay. He's got, oh, he's, got his, 
He's got his strengths. He's so, got so, champions so, so, I think he's great at, and I think he has champions where he's just kind of okay. Which, you know, I don't think is a bad thing. It's not a criticism necessarily, but there were some champions this split where I was underwhelmed. I think it's safe to say, like, his Tom Kench is significantly better than his misfortune was or his karma was. I, I, I just, that's... I, I think that his Malzahar was okay. 2.72 KDA on that despite playing five games. Like, there are some champions on that list that I was very unimpressed with him on. See, the, the problem is is that those are squishy, squishier supports that you're, that you're pulling up that are mm -hmm. easy to exploit when they do get caught out of position. And I don't think him getting caught out of position in a lot of the games in the spring were 100% just his fault. I think that because they had such a focus on... It's, it's not about the early game, but it's about this mid to late game. We're going to focus on trick more farming and counter jungling. Him and Mithy weren't paired together a lot. If you go back to the summer, him and Mithy were in each other's back pockets when Trick would go and do these invades and when he was doing these ganks. He would leave lane for very long periods of time because you trust Zven to 1v2 in that lane and you're pulling the other support out of lane. You also had, in the summer, you had a lot more roaming out of perks. If you look at the spring, even going into MSI in the playoffs, he's playing a lot of Orianna. He's playing a lot of control mages. He's not playing a lot of these, you know, Arise or, uh, or LeBlanc or something that pulls him out of the lane where he wants to go invade. So I think the problem is that they focus so much on this. Let's just be, let's play safe laning. Let's farm up. Let's focus on, you know, this rotational play in the late game. That in the early game, Mithy's like, but I still need to go ward. And no one was backing up on his words because they're like, eh, if we give up a couple of things early on, it doesn't matter. So it seems like there was a disconnect between him of like, this is what a support needs to do early on. And this idea of, you know, the 20 to 40 prime time, whatever you want to call it, is what matters. So I, I do agree he does have some positioning mistakes, but I don't think 100% of them are completely, oh, Mithy, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. I think it was this kind of change in identity and he had the hardest time adjusting to it. And I think it's kind of been proven that that might still like even though it works and i praised weldon for it on a podcast a couple weeks ago and i was like ah, i can see where he's coming from i don't think you can go all in on the first 15 minutes doesn't matter and 20 to 40 matters 95 percent you know 95 percent of the total weight so uh at the end of the day chase they are back to back to back european champions yes. they have represented europe in the past three international events they had a 400-day undefeated streak. They're that really was good. Only knocked off by your guys in Rocket. Yeah. I gotta ask you, Brass Tasks, Brass Tex, what's your prediction for this team going into the summer? I mean, I'll put it this way, right? Like, I can nitpick on Mithy because the rest of this team is so good. Like, there's so much talent on this team. Their their decision making as a whole, I, I think their rotational game has gotten better. I think that Trick, whatever you want to say with him on the international stage, and he deserves a lot <laughs> of criticism, very underwhelming at MSI. I, I think that there are clear issues. Uh, we've mentioned before on the podcast, he takes shortcuts in how he likes to play the early game because he knows he can get away with it in Europe. He can get away with more farming. He understands the pathing of the specific junglers that he plays like all the time. I, I think that he takes some shortcuts in that regard, but... You know, in Europe, the guy's been a legend. The guy has been constantly finding those openings and constantly just taking away so much of the enemy team's jungle. Again, 56.3% jungle control in the regular season last split. That's absurd. I'm going to keep citing that because it's absurd. This team's really good. 
And I, I still am not seeing, you know, a lot of the teams that I, I thought were close to them this split didn't make many moves. So you have to ask yourself, do I think that those teams are going to grow in the same period of time that much more than G2 is going to as they try to maintain their lead? And, I mean, right now, they're the champs until someone proves otherwise. And I don't so, see so, anybody So you're saying they're out. winning. I'm saying they're winning. They're winning Europe again. Look, I, it's, I feel the same way whenever we talk about, like, TSM in North America, and I'm sure we're going to do that very soon. Like, it's, it, this is just what happens now. Like, G2 yeah, is sure. going to be in the finals. They have more than enough talent and understanding of the game to, you know, make sure that they're going to get their way back to that series. I'm just not going to bet against them anymore. It, it might be boring, sure. And if you look at all the comments on our YouTube videos, a lot of people were wishing that it wouldn't be G2. But you know what? It's G2 until someone makes it not G2. And right now, I don't see anybody who is going to take them out and make it not G2, at least without a substantial leap forward uh, or maybe some drastic roster moves that just haven't happened at the time of this recording. So, yeah. I'll, I'll hail the once and future kings, G2. Shout out to you, Ocelot. You've made a pretty great <laughs> starting five here. Uh, I agree. I, I also think G2 are probably your presumptive preseason favorites to win the European title. Um, I, Unicorns of Love, I thought they were closer than, than I think you did. I think some improvement. Uh, Hillisong, like you say Mithy, champion pool issues with what the meta's like. I think Hillisong is, like, right in that boat. But we, we can talk about Unicorns Love when we get to them. Uh, but, yeah, presumptive favorites for the championship. I also think they have the MVP on their roster for the summer split. It won't be Trick. It'll be either Perks or Expect, I think. And I would probably put the money down on Expect. I just have a gut feeling. I have, I have a gut feeling about him this, this split. He's had, the, he's had the two splits where now he's, like, steadily improved, steadily improved... This might be the split where we have the expect is going to come out in style on people. Just it a is, feeling. Just it's a feeling. really hard for top laners to become MVPs. It almost always comes down to a playmaking position, like a mid laner or a as jungler. As he says, while well, Chachi won the MVP this split. So, I mean, that's know. true. I guess that's true. Okay. You know, I, I just don't think of a guy like expect as that guy, but it's possible. I'd love to see it. Expect has really impressed me. And I still love that gangplank pentagram he made in the EU finals. I, I love it. Keep doing things like that, G2. You're not going to become the, the face of EU that everyone roots for in that way, but you could be great heels. It's totally in your power. Make the switch already. It's time for a turn. That's all the, I'm saying. The wrestling has just totally seeped into the podcast. And that is a podcast. That has been day one of our European team-by-team -team preview for the 2017 summer split. We got G2 out of the way. I think we're both sick of talking about G2 because of MSI. And we've talked about G2 for like four weeks straight. And we're probably going to feel the same way about the team we're talking about over in North America today. So mm. go ahead, check out that video. It should be right on next if you go through the old uploads and and like that you can follow me at c80s underscore lol tell me why i'm a genius since three months when expect wins an mvp award chase where can they find you 
you can find me at Redshirt King. I'm sure all of Mithy's fans would love to talk to me after the segment I just made. But honestly, I love talking to all you guys. I read all the comments. I go on Twitter and talk to as many people as I can. So definitely let's keep the conversation going. I'd love to talk more about where people see this GT team moving forward. Absolutely. And speaking of fans, I think you guys should come back tomorrow because I think some of the most dedicated fans in League of Legends and some of the most fun are going to enjoy the, the team that we find at the end of the rainbow tomorrow. So until then, goodbye, Internet. Hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash roughdraftspod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show, or eight bucks a month, gets you first priority on all patron content, like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com, backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com, backslash EsportsRoughDrafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.